It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I'm okay. The bigger question is, how are you? Because it's been quite a week <laughs> on the markets. It has been quite a week indeed. We're seeing some great on the markets today, but of course, this started last Friday. Uh, when we had disappointing inflation data come out of the U.S. It was hotter than expected. It came in at 8.6% in May. And many were thinking that we're going to start seeing, you know, inflation declining. And what that would mean is that the Fed didn't have to be so aggressive. Uh, however, this was the highest reading since December of 1981. So the highest in 41 years. The, the highest um, rises in prices has been food, energy, and shelter. And so stocks had a significant pullback on Friday, which continued on Monday. Uh, and today we are waiting the Fed announcement on interest rates, right? And so that is really guiding where this market goes in the near term, right? The more hawkish they are, the more aggressive they are, the worse it is for the markets and, and for investors. Again, this too will change at some point, but you know, right now that is the focus. So the, the thought is, is that uh, they're going to increase by half a point today, um, now, since Friday's data came out, uh, the thought is they could increase by as high as uh, three quarters of a point all in one meeting. Whoa, that is big. And we thought ours were big the last two times. Well, exactly. And Canada, the Bank of Canada seems to be kind of following what uh, the Fed is doing down south. So that's the question. Like, could they get even that aggressive up here in Canada? And the, and the answer is yes, they could. And, you know, you and I have been talking about this for weeks now. The, the, the problem with higher interest rates, you know, as they're trying to slow down the economy as it was getting too hot, they're trying to reduce prices, but they're trying to reduce demand overall is what they're trying to do. And they're trying to do that gently, right? And the question is, is are they going to be able to do that? And here in Canada, it's, you know, the concern is, uh, for, for me anyways, looking, <clears throat> looking at the housing market and seeing, you know, where is that going to land? Because so many people have signed up for variable rate mortgages, but more house than they can afford. And the question is, is where are we going to see this go as rates move higher and higher? Not just in Canada and the U.S., but uh, globally, we're seeing rates moving higher. Australia announced, I uh, see Europe. Um, and so I think this is going to continue for some time, but will be interesting to see what the Fed has to say today. Okay, so is that, are you a bit apprehensive about that? Uh, well, what we think is a lot of it has been priced into the market for this meeting. What everyone is looking for is, you know, we're going to be hanging off every word they say about future rate increases, right? Because it, they also have to allow some time for these interest rate increases to kind of filter into the economy. So my fear is if they do it too far, too fast, of course, they could push the uh, economy into a recession and, and nobody wants that, you know, but they have to see inflation move lower. And we thought, and we were hoping that we would have saw peak inflation a couple months ago because we had one lower reading, but in fact that turned around and went higher. So again, what they have to say about future rate increases is not so much a, a concern of what happens today, unless they would, you know, a whole point, uh, in terms of an increase, which is more unlikely. Uh, but again, these are things that we as you know, discretionary portfolio managers, we have to stay on top of because we're making decisions for our clients based on the news that's coming out. 
And the news since, you know, February has changed dramatically. You know, the environment, which we were in back in February, is very different than it is today. So that's why, again, active management to me is so important. Well, let's talk about how you deal with that, though, in terms of investor emotions. Because, you know, for some people, (coughs) myself included, it might mean just don't open that envelope when the envelope comes. Because we've been reading the news and I'm going, "Uh, this is probably not going to be good news. But how do you deal with that, Lori? Because people must be phoning you. Like, there's probably a lot of very stressed out people there. Yeah, you know, there's people, I always talk about people's investor personality and everybody is different. I mean, there's people like you, Simi, who don't open up their envelopes, don't want to know, and and that's fine. And there's others that, you know, look at their accounts three times a day, even though the values don't change um, because it only updates once a day. And and the thing about that is, um, you know, ones that worry most usually tend to have lower returns in my experience over the last 20 years, right? Again, we are doing something about the environment where we are in the cycle. We've made a lot of changes in the last six, eight months to the portfolios. Uh, We have cash as a cushion. Most of the portfolios have 20 to 30% cash in them right now. Uh, But we have to be ready to get back in at some point. And when we start getting back in, it still won't look good out there. But again, this type of uh, situation will create opportunities as well, uh, in our opinion. And every sell-off, every correction, every crash always has. It's just a question of when that happens. So in terms of getting emotional when, you know, people have a a gut feeling, you know, or this is going to get worse, that sort of thing. You you actually don't know. I mean, the S&P 500 is already down 22% year to date. So how low is it really going to go? And remember, the Fed can change its mind at any time. There could be a catalyst that shoots the market the other direction. And usually it goes too much one way and too much the other way, as we know. And so things that you have to be careful of is just, again, setting expectations. If you're invested in the markets, you're not going to completely sidestep a correction at any point, but you can kind of soften the impact of that if you believe in active management. Now, if you're sitting in a bunch of exchange-traded funds or mutual funds that believe more in a passive strategy, then you're going to be down just as much as the markets are. And that can be very concerning to me for people who are close to retirement or already retired. So again, you just got to make sure that the strategy that you're in is in line with your expectations. Okay, so how do we avoid investing emotionally? That is a great question. I think um, what's important is that you don't look at your statements on a daily basis, right? Or look at online at your accounts and so on. I think it causes um, a lot of worry for some people. And I think it's important to go on about your daily lives, allow your, you know, as long as you have a trusted financial advisor uh, or a team, allow them to manage you through this. Like I've said to people, I've managed everybody through everything over the past 20 years, a lot of it not being easy. There's been many very significant situations out there. The question is just how long does it take one to get through this, right? And at this point, um, there's just no catalyst for buyers to come in to change that market. But I think a lot of people, as long as you have realistic expectations, understanding when there's a market sell-off, you're going to sell off somewhat too. Um, and if your manager is doing a decent job, you're going to be um, down a lot less than the market is. And so you need to take time to relax, you know, focus on your overall financial plan. Remember, you are a long-term investor. You are not investing for the next month or two months. You're investing for the next five, 10, 15, 20 years. And usually a situation like this will be a blip on your performance chart. 
And, you know, in three to five years, you won't even be talking about it. But again, um, just take time to understand what's happening in the world. Um, and hopefully your financial advisor is communicating with you. I mean, for us, we do conference calls so that we're able to reach many clients all at the same time. Uh, and as well, you know, discussing on every Friday, was it a weekly market comment, what we're doing to the portfolios and why. But again, you don't want to just sell out everything and sit in cash because the world seems a little hopeless. Uh, because when it turns, you're going to be sitting in the dust. And, you know, I've had people call me sitting in cash since 2008, Simi, and they never got what? back in. Yeah. And so, so, you know, you may have that gut feeling that now is not a good time to be an investor. And you, you might be right for the next 10 days, two weeks, a month, whatever. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, it's that getting back in if you decide to raise all cash. For us, we like to raise some cash to insulate um, the impact of the market and what's happening out there. But again, we want to hold high quality companies, uh, you know, through this collecting the dividend and we'll come out the other side. And so again, it's, it's a time to be, um, you know, to have confidence in your financial team. If you're using one, if you are trading right. online, uh, that would be much more difficult in my opinion. This market is a uber full-time job. That's for sure. <laughs> uber full-time job. It's a good one. Lori, thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much, Simi. Have a great day. You too. That's Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. And remember, you can contact her team directly at 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.